on your PC, iPod or smartphone, this is the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. Coming up on the 33rd edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast, we catch up with the US AFL's Andrea Cassius and father and daughter Daryl and Daisy Pierce after the 2015 VWFL Premier Division Grand Final. All that and more on the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. Peter Holden and welcome to the 33rd edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast that's correct we're continuing on for a few more podcasts after the completion of the 2015 VWFL season and may I say a special thank you to not only everyone that tuned in but everyone that sent messages of congratulations uh, days after our grand final broadcast which saw us complete an entire season of broadcasting VWFL football in fact we were the first commentary team in 100 years of female football to actually do every round throughout a season. I'm shocked it's taken that long for anybody to do it and uh, we're certainly appreciative to have that honour bestowed upon us. Now let's look forward because there's grand finals still going on this weekend uh, covering first of all in Queensland New South Wales and Tasmania uh, in Tasmania they get underway at 9am at a Bloodstone Arena. Big game there. Clarence taking on Bernie. Also on Saturday 10.30 in the morning all the way up north in Cairns they've got the AFL Cairns Women's Grand Final. They've got the North Cairns Tigers versus the Menunda Hawks, Kazali Stadium, 10.30am Saturday. And then 1.30pm on Saturday, this game being live-streamed via the AFL Sydney YouTube page. It is the Division 1 of the AFL Sydney Women's Competition. The Sydney University Bombers taking on the Newtown Breakaways. Again, keep an eye on the AFL Sydney page so you can watch that stream live from 1.30pm. That should be a ripping game. Now, let's focus on footy overseas once more. Now, we spoke with Andrea from the US AFL uh, a couple of months ago when they had the 49th Parallel Cup when they were taking on Canada. And as you may recall, we interviewed Jessica Ruchner uh, a month or so ago to talk about her plans of heading over to Boston. Now, Jessica's over there at the moment helping out with the Boston Demons as part of the Ex- Australian Exchange Program. And of course, the US AFL are keen and interested on more women's footballers that might be at some stage looking of heading over for a couple of months to the USA on a bit of a holiday, but also helping to promote the game of Australian rules football over in the US. And that's why we've got Andrea on the line to talk about the program. Andrea, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, first of all, we're looking at warm, sunny weather here in Melbourne. What's it currently like in New York City? Oh, you know, it's actually pretty warm uh, in in the 80s here. Um, So it it hasn't quite cooled down all the way (laughs) as much as we would want it to, at least. Well, at least it's still okay footy weather, particularly with the Nationals coming up. We're going to touch on that in a moment. But just recently on the US AFL website, you've mentioned about Jessica Ruchner, who just over a month ago was playing at Etihad Stadium in the AFL Women's Exhibition match, and she's now over there in the USA helping Boston. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to see her quick trip from uh, playing, playing there to now playing, well, she just played this past weekend in New York City. And uh, she's already pulled on uh, the jumper in the East-West Clash. Can you tell us about that uh, particular East-West game? Right, right. So uh, this year we uh, started this tournament between the New York Knights and the San Francisco Iron Maiden, um, but also the Boston Demons, uh, Baltimore Washington Eagles, and and we had some representation from the Denver Bulldogs. Um, we all had a tournament, a round-robin tournament, um, and Jessica was here playing with Boston. Um, and it was great to see her on the ground. 
And no doubt uh, her skills might have just shone a little better than some of the others. Uh, I think that would be very safe to say. Well, indeed, it's great to have her along, and the reason why she's come along is obviously as part of a coaching role. Uh, as we spoke to her uh, a few weeks ago on the GirlsPlayFooty.com podcast, uh, she signed up as the Australian Exchange Program. Now, I believe she's the, the first person to take part in this. Am I correct? Um, she's the first on the women's side. We've had it uh, for a few years now with Tony Fairhead heading it up in Australia, um, and it's worked with um, men men and guys going over to Australia, but... Um, it's, it's definitely one of the first times that we've had uh, a woman coming over to specifically help develop a team, help coach a team, and then also get some games in. So what actually happens in the process? How does it all begin? And uh, particularly for female footballers that are listening now in Australia, how do they put their hand up and get involved? What qualifications do they need? Well, it, it's less about the qualifications um, and more about either the passion or knowledge that you can share uh, with the clubs, there's, there's, I'll say an application, but it's maybe more of a questionnaire that the player would have to fill out, um, and it's, it's more or less to help um, make sure that we can match them to the right team. So our goal is to help our developing teams um, speed up the process as far as getting a coach, because most of these teams do not have coaches, um, and then also help establish teams in cities that would be strategically a good place to have a women's team. So it would, in that case, it would be just getting in contact um, with myself or anyone at the USAFL um, to, and they'll be directed to the, the right people that would help, help them out. And, of course, I guess things to help them uh, when they do come across, to try and at least keep their costs down while they're in the USA, I guess you're able to hook them up with people, for example, to be able to be roommates with someone while they're over here for a few months. Right, and that's what we did um, with Jess. So she was staying with... Uh, one of the one of the uh, Boston players, um, Boston player coach, uh, Lisa Arredondo, and it's worked out really well. Just as far as trying to cut down that cost, and I mean, we do what we can. If, if they're staying here for a longer period of time, um, obviously we would like to try to help them find a job um, or some kind of means that they can make money. So it's not it's not just uh, spending <laughs> all of their savings. And as well, as you mentioned, they've had a coaching role. Do they help in other roles, I guess, around their clubs, around their teams, in trying to get the name of Aussie Rules out there within the communities and cities that they're working in? I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, they actually, uh, they actually help a lot in that, in that way, just in the sense that um, it, it's putting a face on, on these very skilled players who have seen that top echelon of, of footy. Um, and they're also encouraging other players to to travel to Australia, which is something that we would like all of our American women to do. And, of course, as you said, that she's the first woman to do it, so there's obviously been men as part of the program. Uh, do you see within that um, improvement in the skills and the techniques that the players are using? Uh, does that flow on over the years? Yeah, you know, it, it actually... We've seen that the, the players... Um, just need to see what to do in certain situations. And even the new players quickly adapt to um, a higher level of footy, um, particularly when it's, it's a female um, displaying that. So I guess I guess it would be easier to see other women playing versus seeing the men play because right away there's that, there's that kind of divide um, into, oh, the men are more athletic or the men are this. Well, now we have women that are just showing that 
same kind of skill, and it's something that they can strive for. And if there's any Australian women that are obviously thinking about uh, signing up for the Australian Exchange Program and flying over to the USA and uh, helping out, whether it be on the East Coast or the West Coast, uh, what can they do to sign up? And, and generally, when is the best time of years for, the, for them to plan to come over? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, the best, generally most of the teams start playing um, April and it goes through October to our national tournament. Um, some teams on the West Coast particularly can play a little bit earlier. Um, but I think that the, the best time to be here is somewhere where they could attend nationals uh, with their team. Um, so nationals is generally mid, midway through October. Uh, but... As far as as far as signing up for the program or even just getting more information, uh, they could reach out to me, Andrea.cuspias.usafl.com, or just head to the website um, and and look me up and find my contact information. And just before we let you go, we're obviously talking about Australians being moving over to the USA, but have you already got any indications over the next year or two about maybe Americans looking to come across to Australia and, uh, I guess, spend a bit of a holiday over here, but also have their try at Aussie rules within cities like Melbourne, Adelaide and Perth? Absolutely. So we've had a few, um, a couple Americans go over and play with some teams, but we would like to get more um, going and spending a few months, if possible, um, just with any any of the teams in, in almost in anywhere. Um, but I think that what our next step would be is to create a sister program between our clubs, our women's clubs here and clubs in Australia, and so that we can kind of start building those uh, building those relationships and also uh, making getting people to know each other, meet each other, so they're not necessarily going into somewhere or meeting new people that they're unfamiliar with. And again, what's that uh, contact uh, address in case clubs would like to reach out to you to uh, obviously put them in contact with American players that might be interested in coming out? Yeah, it's Andrea, A-N-D-R-E-A And I thank Andrea very much for her time. And again, if you want more information on the Australian Exchange Program or you're keen in getting in contact with the US AFL to inquire if there's any US players coming to Australia for some holidays during the footy season that might want to pull on the jumper at your footy club, uh, just contact the US AFL website and find Andrea there. Should be no problems at all to find her and she'll uh, put you in contact with all the right people and help look after things there for you. Now, we did our 2015 Victorian Women's Football League Premier Division grand final broadcast on Sunday we're on air at 1.30 we did a one hour pre-game show we called the match for well over two hours and then we did a post-match of well over an hour including at least a good half hour or so of chatting to as many Darabin players and Susan Alberti and one of the fathers as well and coach Richard Delpoz after the game there was interviews upon interviews and we decided that we'd pick out a special one from post-match just by luck Matthew Cox bumped into the father of Daisy Pierce in Daryl Pierce and then immediately spoke with Daisy we thought it was a great interview, and here it is now. Pete and Katie, I've got a very proud dad standing alongside me, uh, Daryl Pierce. Uh, mate, how do you see the game today? Beautiful game. You know, um, you come to a game when there's wind, you're scared because it's uh, it changes the, the playing field. And uh, and I think uh, the Falcons went out there in the first quarter and kicked two into the wind, and and that's what set them up, set them up for the day. And uh, and they just kept pushing their they're a, a, a weird, wonderful club that just uh, 
just has this feeling, has this push, has this um, desire to, to just keep persisting, and, and as they did today. And, uh, and all credit to the Creekers, I love them as well, because, uh, geez, it must be hard to play against the Falcons, as it is. It's, uh, it, but overall, it's a great day. I've been watching Daisy play down here here at the Falcons for 10 years and the and the whole league not just the Falcons the whole league has just moved on so so beautifully so well back in the old days there were uh, there was a lot of big personnel that and uh, and tough but the the um natural talents of these young girls coming up in the last few years or overall has just been fantastic it's just for the whole league I don't just speak for days it's beautiful to, to go so well. And, and just while she's taken a few photos, how proud of you, a co-captain also a captain in the AFL exhibition match it must mean a lot to oh, you. It's all fantastic I, I don't don't get overboard with it, it, it just happens and uh, and I, look I love the whole lot of them, I love the, the opposition I love the, uh, the Falcons but uh, the Melbourne and, and um, Footscray thing has been just one of you know, supercharges of bringing women's football in more into the the limelight and and just um, presenting this wonderful game. You know, for instance, the game of uh, televised by Channel Seven the other week just showed so many 250,000 people how good these girls are at playing footy. And what you've been seeing for 10 years? It's, it's... oh, for, for what I've been seeing for 10 years. Is... Oh, it just reaffirms what you've seen for 10 years. Oh, now that everyone's coming on board. You know the um, the clinics, the the sporting clinics where they're bringing the girls in, and and it's been proved with soccer and uh, and uh, cricket, for instance, how natural and normal it is that girls can play. Well, thank you very much, Daryl. Daisy's just uh, she's the woman of the moment down here, the co-captain of the Darabin Falcons. We're going to squeeze in for a quick chat as soon as she takes a, another photo down here on the ground. She should start charging for autographs if this keeps up. <laughs> I'll tell you what, she'd be making a fair bit of money if she did that. Uh, Peter Holden just suggesting you should start charging for uh, autographs. Congratulations on your win today. Uh, what does it mean to you? Another premiership, but it was a tough one today. Yeah, certainly a tough one, and they're all special, so I wouldn't say another one. They they never get old, but, um, yeah, certainly enjoyed that one. I think extra satisfying because the competition definitely got better this year. I mean, there's no doubting that every every team improved and the the depth of talent across women's football is is just exploding so the fact that we could improve with it I think makes that really satisfying for us. And just on the game today from the commentary box it looked a real struggle especially with the blustery conditions just describe what it was like out there because Diamond Creek they kept coming at you. Yeah we know they will we know they they always come at us and then when you you end up in a final against them they come even harder for some reason so we're always prepared for for that real physical contest and then the conditions were, were were difficult you're right I mean um it was a hot day for our standards being in Victoria and a bit windy it always makes it a little bit more um brutal sort of thing the ball just doesn't go where you want it to so there's a lot of chasing a loose footy around and, and running into it in that first quarter was we knew was going to be tough but we're pretty confident in the way we prepare um we know that that's probably an edge that we have over most teams in the competition, the way we um, work hard as a group throughout pre-season and we've got some great athletes in our side that, that prepare as professionally as I've seen in any other women's sport and this is an amateur competition so the fact that we can do that is um, a real credit to the girls and um, uh, we, we kind of had a bit of a, a word to each other and knew that when we were finding it hard they were going to be finding it even harder because 
Because they've come off two really brutal games. We had the advantage of having the rest last week and we knew that they, they didn't leave much out there last week. It was a really brutal contest. So we knew that in the moments where we were finding it hard, we just tried to remind ourselves that they were probably finding it harder. So just keep pushing through those moments and um, obviously it was enough. So really satisfying. And just yourself. It's been a big year for you, obviously the captain of the, the Demons and successful again in 2015, but you also claimed the award the other night at the, the best and fairest presentation night. Just describe the year for you. Does this put the icing on the cake? Oh, I wouldn't say puts the icing on it because that would suggest that, <laughs> that that's it. Um, so, yeah, the cake's still, still still working on the cake at the moment. The icing will come later. But um, it, it was a really awesome year for me personally, but also, you know, there's so much momentum gathering behind women's footy. And for someone that's played for a long time, I mean, that's my 11th season in the VWFL. And for a long time, there's been people working at grassroots level and behind the scenes to really further women's footy. And I think for the first time this year, there's some real evidence of some reward for all that hard work over a big number of years so um, exciting things are coming and um, the fact to, to be able to be involved in this era of women's footy is really special and I, I know that you know whatever role I've played in it we're going to leave the game in a better place and that's that's awesome I've got a couple of nieces that are 15 and 11 and they love their footy and the idea of them running around in a, a professional competition in a few years time if they're if they stick with their footy is really special to me so I'm looking forward to that and just finally because I know you want to get back and celebrate your teammates because very proud dad standing alongside you. We just spoke to him. What does it mean to have his support? Oh, it's great. It's great to have dad here. He was um, my junior coach growing up and um, I mean, both my parents, my mum and dad were always so encouraging of me playing footy and it was in a time where it wasn't normal for girls to play footy. So um, I played my junior footy up at, up at Brighton, northeastern country, Victoria, and the whole community was wishing me luck this morning and I mean, that's special, but special also because as I said, back then girls didn't play footy. So um, there wasn't one time where I, I mean no one close to me or no one that meant anything to me told me I shouldn't be playing so to have dad's support and my whole family's here today it, it makes it all the more special definitely well Daisy go and enjoy it now congratulations on a great game too well done thank you some great work done there by Matthew Cox during the post match of the 2015 Victorian Women's Football League Premier Division Grand Final at Coburg City Oval now before I end this week's podcast I'd like to make a clarification in regards to my editorial at the end of our successful VWF grand final broadcast on Sunday. Now, as mentioned during that editorial, those opinions were mine and mine alone. And as mentioned on our Facebook post, it was raw and unscripted, capturing all the frustration of how we've been treated over the 2015 VWFL season. Now, in that unscripted and emotional editorial, I made reference to AFL Victoria's selection of the VWFL radio and live video commentary team for last year's Premier Division Grand Final. Now, in that editorial, I expressed my frustration that I was not permitted to approach a Debbie Lee, Lisa Caddo or Peter Searle to be on my commentary team for that day. Now, it's been mentioned to me that one or two listeners might have misinterpreted the phrase, we don't want the old guard, as being said by Jess Smith when explaining the situation in that unscripted, raw editorial. It is correct that Jess Smith contacted me saying they at AFL Victoria would need to approve all members of my commentary team for that day. The we don't want the old guard comment was not directly attributed to Jess Smith in my editorial, and for clarification purposes alone, I will confirm the comment was said to me by AFL Victoria's Darren Flanagan in a phone conversation several days prior to the 2014 Grand Final. It was then 
and is still unclear now if that decision to deny me the right to approach Debbie, Lisa or Peter to be on my commentary team for that grand final was made by Darren himself or relayed to him by a fellow staff member, superior or as a joint AFL Victoria team decision. It's disappointing that the relationship between Girls Play Footy and AFL Victoria has been extremely poor since the commentary team's decision to split away from AFL Vic. But let's hope that over the off-season, they will take the time to reflect on their actions and take this olive branch from us, that we sit down with a mediator that is free of any footballing connections to discuss a way forward in season 2016 to do what we do, most importantly, promote women's Australian rules football. I end this podcast by reminding all our listeners that Girls Play Footy maintains a positive relationship with all Victorian Women's Football League clubs and has an excellent working and collaborative relationship with all other women's football competitions across Australia and even overseas. So on behalf of all the hardworking volunteers at Girls Play Footy, thanks for listening and we'll catch you again next week.